WBT Productions presents Hashruba, Episode 1, Hidden Kingdom, Part 2. Along a lush green roadway rides Cass from Haran, a captain with the Arab forces. Trees with leaves of gold encircled the path while a blue sapphire sky stood overhead. He smiled, took a deep breath as he pats his horse batter. Such a lovely day to hunt, my friend. A pure white Arabian mare. Riding alongside were Kardar and Asim. They were Arabian soldiers under the leadership of Abu Talib, head of the Sakur clan. Despite the position that Cass now held within the Arab clan, the fact that he was Persian, his family long ago captured by Abu Talib, made it so he was very rarely left alone. Further do you want to go? The day has nearly left us. We will camp and give the horses some rest. I do not agree to be here after the falling night. Do you wish to take my place? Make the decisions not only here, but in battle. Could you do that? Awesome. We must go back, Captain. He's right about us. We will keep on looking until we find it. That's what hunters do. Horses are hungry and thirsty. Feed them and give them some water then. Stop. Cass's horse gazed beside him into the deep forest. Cass follows it in time to see a large elk leap out from within. It is an elk like no other he had ever seen. This is what we came here for. Why do you wait? Draw your bow and arrow. Assam and Kadar withdrew their bows. But it was Cass who was the quickest. He took aim and fired. The arrow sings without sound through the air. Its aim true as it sinks itself into the elk's shoulder. It staggers, but quickly regains its stance before, almost like magic, vanishes into the surrounding wood. Cash shouts out as he spurs his horse into action. Yeah! Yeah! I thought you were hungry! Well then, come 
get your fill! His blood rushes through his body like a bolt of lightning as he races after the injured elk. Far behind her, he thought he could hear shouts of his fellows. But he pushed them away as he continued pursuit deep into the wood. He continued on and on until Cass and the elk ride side by side. He reaches for another arrow, takes aim, and then... Cass is thrown from the saddle as Badder comes to a sudden halt. He lands into a small stream. Cass turns to his steed, a slight annoyance on his face. That is, until he realizes the reason for its action. With horror, he sees that Batter's front leg has broken. Cass examines it a moment, then looks into his friend's eyes. A deep suffering lies within. <laughs> Cass pauses and places his hand upon Badder. Badder had been his companion since she was given to him as a prize for leadership. But this face only makes his next action all the more painful as he removed his dagger from its sheath. He covers her eyes. then with a quick, merciful thrust. Forgive me! <laughs> it is done. Cass drops to his knees beside her, stroking her silky mane as she draws one last breath. Cass believed, like many others, that great war horses, upon death, were reborn into another life. This did not lessen his pain. No! Time passed, minutes which seemed like hours. Cass stood, looked about. He was alone. 
Assam and Kadar were nowhere in sight. But what occupied his mind even more was how, despite the fallen night, he was able to see. He turned to discover the answer. A torch, his flame steady, inset into a nearby tree. He stepped toward it, curious as to its origin. That was when he heard the whispers, seemingly from the torch itself. Run, run. The ground began to shake. Cass looked down. At first, it was slight, but it grew quickly until the ground shook. Cass looked all around but saw nothing. Run! That's when he heard the sound behind him. He turned and simply stared. A man of abnormal height, its face twisted and ugly, stood there. Its body was armored with dragon bone, and it gazed down at him as if he were no more than an insect. His hand moved. Cast looked to see the two-headed axe. A massive cut of steel gripped tight within its gigantic fingers. And then, unbelievably, the giant seemed to grow. stood firm. The beast smiled. His teeth were yellowed, rotten. Its tongue, a disgusting snake-like thing. It spoke a single word. Then, with an insane speed, it lashed out at Cass, scooping him up into its grasp. But Cass reacted quickly, slicing deep into the giant's thumb. It screamed and released Cass. Cass's ears, echoing with the giant's cry, ran. 
All about him drifted strange, glowing creatures. Had he not been in a race for his life, he would indeed have found himself marvel at such things. He began to slow, his energy nearly spent. He glanced about to see a fallen, hollowed tree. He dove inside. Despite the cold night, Cass's body felt aflame. Sweat dripped down his face, and his limbs ached. He waited, listening for the slightest hint of the giant. It was silent. This continued until Cass decided to draw himself out ever so slight. He peered about and saw nothing. <laughs> Only to find the beast's axe descend upon his hiding place, slicing it and nearly himself in two. But Cass held his wits about him. He dove out in time to avoid certain death. <laughs> Rolled about and sprung to his feet. In what seemed like one movement, Cass pulled his sword, sliced it across the giant's leg, then resumed his race through the woods. After a few moments, Cass heard the sound of rushing water. It grew stronger by the moment. He pressed on, increasing speed. His thoughts of its discovery distracted him to the point that he very nearly found himself hurtling over the edge of a cliff. He gazed over the edge. Far below stood a river, mighty in both size and speed. To reach it seemed impossible. What's more, Cass could hear the giant's deafening footsteps growing closer by the moment. Cass had no other choice but to turn and face his adversary. I will kill you! He raised his sword as the giant came into view. It lashed out with his axe, but was fast enough to dodge the attack. He pitched forward once more, attempting to swing at the giant's leg. But this time, the beast was ready. It drove its fist downward, attempting to snatch Cass from below. Cass countered, moved back to avoid his hand. He flew back and over the edge of the cliff. He fell, everything spinning about him, and landed hard into the waters below. Icy cold, Cass's limbs seized while its raging force sent him hurtling downstream. Unable to keep above them, with the cold numbing him to its core, 
Cass quickly succumbed to its force. He calmed, his mind drifted, moving back into his life. Moments fleeting before him. On the next episode... Cass's eyes flickered, then opened. He was alive. As his wits were fully gathered, so was his confusion. Where was he, and who had brought him here? He turned his attention to one of the shelves. He reached for one of the scrolls. Perhaps it would tell him what he wished to know. The moment his hand fell upon the scroll, a loud splashing rose up from behind him. He spun about and found himself face to face with an enormous serpent. Cass had barely enough time to process his discovery when the serpent began to constrict. He could feel the pressure as if the thing were now made of flesh. A commanding voice tore through the room. Cass looked up as the man stepped from the darkness. He was old. He wore a uniform of some kind, unfamiliar to Cass. Who are you? Luca. Where am I? It looks like a library. Do not attempt to escape. You will fail. Kopala was frustrated. This meeting, he thought, is not going well. The safety of the kingdom is at risk. The threat is real. Sosroko. This is his revenge against us, to see Oshruba in ruins. The king said, I shall now make Sosruko my sole responsibility. Luca and Kopala walked from the chamber's entrance. How did the creature come to be within our walls? The answer to this will be found beyond the wall, to the south. The dark forest? I will go. This has been Hoshruba, Episode 1, Hidden Kingdom, Part 2, created by WBT Productions, written by Brent Beebe, produced by Farouk Shah Khan, directed by Elio Rep Hernandez, sound mixer and sound editor Elio Rep Hernandez, sound recordist Jensen Young, sound mixer, post sound, and sound editor for credits Sophie Huang. Narrated by Darren Johnson. Voiceover artists Jonathan Lacosto as the Young Wizard, Joe Barcelone as the Creature, Jeffrey Gilbert as General Kapala, Zergog Tovar as Koba, Robin Shield as King Betraz, Steve Gray as Sosruko, Daniel Barsena as the Handmaid, Brenda Yanyes as Princess Bedisa. Nabil Awad as Abu Talib, 
Nima Yazdani as Cass, Manaz Fashandi as Persian Villager. Credits voice by Steve Gray. Stay tuned for Hoshruba, Episodes 2, A Stranger in the Library. <laughs>